The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off. Two plus pairs for polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party. So make sure you smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. Welcome, everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, April the 25th, draft week. Here we are, uh, about 48 hours from the draft where the Carolina Panthers will be on the draft. And I am Moneyline Mac, and I'm joined by my co-host every week, same guy, and he is smiling ear to ear because a certain quarterback in Green Bay is on the move. Mr. Chicago Bears himself, J-Mark Football, Mr. Old Fashioned Football. What is going on, J-Mark? Yes, it is a beautiful day that the Bears no longer have to play Aaron Rodgers twice a year. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> yeah, and Jordan no, Love does not scare me. Yeah, no, he doesn't scare me either. I mean, obviously, that is the headline. And finally, um, he does get moves. Uh, we were joking before the show. We're like, is Aaron Rodgers really going to be back once again in Green Bay after all these yeah. years? But instead, he elects to follow the previous guy that gave you uh, nightmares for all those years and Brett Favre, you know, it's, it's funny. They had the comparisons up on TV today. Basically they both had, I think one had an 11 and 10 record in the postseason. The other one had 12 and 10 Rogers had four MVPs far of three. They both won one MVP kind of scary how similar their careers went in green Bay. Although the different styles, one's from Cali, the other one's uh, from Mississippi. So yeah, I, I know that you are glad that finally the Rodgers and Favre is over. I don't think Jordan Love's one of those guys. Yeah, no, I don't either. I don't think you'll find Favre going on any darkness retreats either. I mean, they are very different guys, but I am interested <laughs> to see if um, Rodgers has a dick pic scandal like Favre did after he went to the Jets. That's the next step in following the line of Favre, right? And, and the other part is when Kirk Cousins, they get tired of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Does Aaron Rodgers finish his career in the dome for the Minnesota Vikings in that ugly purple uniform? <laughs> I hope so. He's so. Back I hope in it's your uniform. full circle. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Did you hate Brett Favre as a Bears fan when he was on the Vikings? No. Um, that People <laughs> always tell me, like, you only hate Rodgers because he's a Packer. I respected Favre. Favre is a great player. I know Rodgers is too, but it's just Rodgers' ego and personality that I can't stand. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's a Packer and beats us all the time. Favre beat us all the time. It's just a matter that uh, I don't like his personality. That's all there is to it, I guess. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely he, he definitely beats to his own drum. I think that's a safe way of saying it with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but this is not the NFC North. This is actually the AFC North, and we'll touch on this. By the way, you're going to have to tweak up your mock draft with it being 48 hours away because obviously New York and Green Bay flip picks at 13 and 15. So now 
the Jets are picking behind the New England Patriots and the Packers slide up to 13. Interested to see them both flip two spots. What do you think of that? Yeah, that, you know, I didn't put much value in that, just the two spots. Um, it was the second rounder and then the potential first rounder next year that kind of opened my eyes like, whoa, because, I mean, Rodgers is older. He's not had great seasons where he's gotten to the Super Bowl for a while now. So, I mean, it was interesting. But obviously, he is a step up from Zach Wilson. So, I mean, I, I get why the Jets wanted to do it. Um Shout out to Sharkwin Cognito. We have not heard from him for a while. Main oh, reason yeah. to hate Favre is because of those jean shorts he wore on draft day. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll find Rodgers in jean shorts. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that that's uh, what uh, uh, what uh, Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, sorry, Brett Favre is going to do. That's what. Right. That's Aaron, sorry, I, I'm getting them confused now because they're on the same path. I don't right. remember if I'm saying Rodgers or Favre, but. Uh, yeah, that's enough Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. We'll talk about them, I'm sure, plenty in June, July, August when we preview the AFC East, which actually is the lone episode that will be following us, uh, led by Scott, and I'm not sure who else will be on that pod. But, uh, yeah, go check out the AFC East because all of a sudden that division is completely, I mean, loaded. I mean, New England's by far the last place team behind uh, the Jets, Dolphins, and the Bills aren't going anywhere with that loaded roster. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, this is the AFC North, and this is a good division in itself. And I think we both agree, both having teams in divisions where rivalries, tradition is such a big thing. And this 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 division, they hate each other as much as anybody. You got Cincinnati, Cleveland, and then, of course, the two teams that have had the best history recently with uh, Baltimore and, and Pittsburgh. But it's the Cincinnati Bengals that are coming off back-to-back division titles, um, back-to-back AFC championships. Two years ago, the Bengals got all the way to the Super Bowl. This is a really good division once again, top to bottom. Any initial thoughts before we uh, dive into some of the draft needs and what these two, what these four teams have done in the um, offseason? Yeah, um, so it's interesting that you hear like all the drama that's going on in this, right? Because – Joe Mixon, maybe he won't be uh, around as the lead back for the Bengals. Lamar Jackson wants a new contract, turning down reportedly $200 million guaranteed. Nuts. Yeah, insane to a guy like me. It's like, um, I'll take that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can't run North Row like Lamar, but I'll take the money. Uh, and, and so just the drama surrounding that, how are those guys going to perform if they do end up, I mean, obviously Lamar's going to be the starter, I would think. If Joe Mixon ends up being the starter with all the controversy there of if he's on his way out, how does he perform? How does Lamar perform with still wanting that contract and not getting it? Um, it's going to be interesting to watch. And then, of course, Deshaun Watson, always in the headlines for the wrong reasons. How is he <laughs> going to do? And then uh, I'm hearing Allen Robinson to the Steelers. I guess they're trying to run back the Mitch Trubisky to Allen Robinson connection, even though Pickett's most likely their starter again. <laughs> you always got to throw in a Mitch Trubisky in there just because of the <laughs> yeah. Bears. Uh, you, That's right. For those that don't know, J. Mark is a big Mitch Trubisky guy, so – Absolutely. But yeah, no, this, this, I think the fa- safe thing to say is this division does not lack storylines with these four franchises right. and how much they hate each other. Obviously, the quarterback situations in Cleveland and Baltimore, and the team that's been the most steady was the team that's kind of been such a laughing stock for years is the Cincinnati Bengals because they got the baddest dude in the division in Joe Burrow. 
you're muted on, on mute. Yeah, smoking <laughs> yeah. Joe. Um, yeah. I like Joe Burrow. I like his yeah. his swagger. Um, and just he's kind of an old school quarterback, right? He's not running yeah. around a lot. He just slings it. And yeah, I definitely like him. I think he's uh, he's going to be around doing good things for the Bengals for years. Yeah, no, it sounds weird to say that the Bengals are the most steady franchise in that division, but it shows what happens when you get the quarterback. And we'll find out who gets a quarterback, their franchise quarterback here on Thursday. But before we do that, we got to get paid. And we are brought to you by the NFL Gambling Podcast, Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good Expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures no matter where you are. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection of eyewear where every pair of sunglasses is backed and lost by a broken replacement. If you lose or break a pair, even in one day, they told us they will send you a new pair. They won't even ask questions. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they know that we have your back after you purchase it. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger for Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange a new pair and return it for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop at Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving away their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, J-Mark, we are back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. And for those that have listened to the other divisional previews, go check them out. This is the second to last one. We'll conclude with the AFC East. And you know what? We actually mapped this out uh, pretty strategically because we said we're going to leave the AFC East in case Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Jets. (laughs) Of course, we knew what we were talking about. So, yeah, that's why the AFC East is last. But we're in the AFC North, and we'll lead it off with team the team that finished last place in the division. That's going to be the Cleveland Browns. Um, interesting team. Uh, year number three of Kevin Stefanski. They kind of, I don't know. They they were a weird team last year. Jacoby Brissett starts. He had them in the hunt. I mean, they were they're around, hovering around 500. And then around week 11, Deshaun Watson comes back for the Houston Texans game. And he he struggled. I mean, there's no other way to put it in the, yeah. in the Cleveland Browns struggle while he was playing. They the only really bright spot was uh, their game in Washington, of course, when they knocked them out of the playoffs. That was probably Deshaun's best um, half of football. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns, and can they turn this thing around from seven and ten uh, with Deshaun Watson in year number two? Um, you know, I we were talking a little bit pre-show. I I think Deshaun's lost it. I think between the drama and not playing, seems like he's taking a step back. I don't know if he gets that back. Obviously, they have a good run game with Nick Chubb, and um, they got some receivers that do well, you know, with Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I I just I think they need more receiver help, and the fact that they don't pick until the third round hurts yeah. them. You know that that hurts, especially on a team that I feel like they do have some needs. They have some some needs in order to become relevant again. This is just a tough division when you're going against the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers. It's a tough division, so I don't have a lot of hope or confidence in the Browns. Intriguing team. 
because, I mean, they got Nick Chubb, obviously. The, running the football is a strength of this team. It's kind of been their bread and butter, especially under Kevin Stefanski. Uh, Amari Cooper on the outside, People Jones as well. Defense led by Miles Garrett. They This team does not lack talent, but you mentioned it. They've given up so many draft picks, draft capital to acquire these guys and build up this offensive line to be able to run the ball with Chubb and uh, Hunt and then obviously bringing over Watson in that trade. Not picking 96 for a team that was 7-10 and 10 is not exactly the best formula, in my opinion. Yeah, 100% agreed. I mean, you need young guys in there to, to build around, and you're – I mean, you don't don't get many when you don't pick until the late third round. Yeah, no doubt. And um, looking ahead, everybody go check out J. Mark's draft on the NFL Gambling Podcast, or sorry, the Sports Gambling Podcast under the NFL Gambling Podcast tab. Um, you got the Browns going defense in this draft because obviously we kind of touch on it. They got they have talent offensively. A couple holes in the secondary. That's the way that you see it going um, Thursday night for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think they have more defensive needs than offensive. I mean, like we said, they got some playmakers at wide receiver, though I think they end up grabbing one. They have Nick Chubb. I, I doubt they draft a quarterback because they are kind of all in on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that defensive line, um, whether it's the, the interior or exterior, the defensive line, linebacker, they need some help. And then they could use some safety or cornerback help. So I, I think they focus most of their draft on the defense. I agree with you because their defense was inconsistent throughout the year. Um, ironically, they are not the last team in the odds to win the AFC North next year. They are sitting at plus 360 to win the AFC North headed into the draft. Um, it's just from the way you're sounding. It doesn't sound like you're going to take a stab at these Cleveland Browns. Not at all. How about you? I could see them uh, having some positive regression. I think that they're going to fly a little bit under the radar coming into the year. Last year was a broken year. I mean, Jacoby Brissett did his best to keep them afloat, keep them around that 500 mark. But just with the whole Deshaun Watson not playing for a year, and he just, looked, like you said, he looked like shit when he played for the yeah. five, six games that he was there. But I think he does look a little bit better. I don't think he's going to look vintage to Sean Watson, what he was in 2018, 2019, right before uh, COVID when he kind of just went off the rails with his career. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's somewhere in the middle to Sean and his prime and then what we saw last year. I think they finished around 500. I think they have a chance to sneak in as a wild card. But I think that this division is is too good for them to win, in my opinion. Agreed. All right, man. Well, let's move along to the next team in the AFC North, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who once again, Mike Tomlin, found a way uh, to have a winning season. They started – what did they start? They were 2-7 and seven at one point, I believe, and it mm -hmm. was like, oh, this is it for Tomlin. Tomlin's going to have a losing season. And what did they do? They caught lightning in a bottle down the stretch, and it seems like they found their franchise quarterback with Kenny Pickett. What are your thoughts on these Pittsburgh Steelers who had the longest shots at 5-1 to one in the AFC North headed into the draft? Real quick, Sharkwin wants to know, Browns over under nine wins. What do you think? Yeah, I was saving that for the end. Um, oh, we can, we can yeah, save say, it. Yeah, we'll save yeah, it, say, yeah, say, yeah, we, we do over-unders at the end. I was I was thinking because I also saw that and I was like, you know what, I'm, I, gotta, I, gotta, I need a minute to think about this. <laughs> I need this, to ponder. So. Yeah, because um, I said around 500. Yeah, for the Steelers, you know, I, I think they're set up good in the draft. They have that 
32nd pick that they got from the Bears. They have their first rounder as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to be better. You know, he we, he wasn't bad. He wasn't great last year once he took over for Mitch. I think he's going to be better. I think they need to find a way to utilize Najee better. That Last year, he took a huge step back compared to his rookie year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, I mean – even Pat Firemuth, he's got, they have some offensive playmakers. They're always good at defense. They're always – and as long as um, Watt is on the field, T.J. Watt's on the field and healthy, that defense is always going to have the opportunity of creating turnovers. He is just a beast. We've seen him when he's healthy, you know, lead the league in sacks and forced fumbles, everything. So um, the Steelers, you know, I, I thought they were going to be a dark horse last year. It didn't go well. I, I just thought they were going to start better with Mitch, obviously because of my misplaced faith in, uh, Trubisky. But, um, I, th- you know, it's hard seeing this team beat the Bengals, you know, and take the, uh, this division from the Bengals. But if I'm taking a dark horse, I'm taking the, uh, the plus 500 on them instead of the plus, what was it? 360 on the Browns. I like the Steelers better. How about you? Yeah, and uh, you know what's funny was it felt like the guys out out in the desert favored the Browns all year over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like the last mm-hmm. game of the year, that was a do or die game for the Steelers. The Steelers were only favored by two when they played in Cleveland. Cleveland was laying like four or five. They all power rated wise, it seemed like the Browns were always above. So. I don't know. I, I think that there's something said for the culture under Tomlin, never having a losing season. I'm with you. I like the five to one if I'm going to take a long shot, because even though the Bengals have won these two divisions, the division has been for the most part within grasp headed into December for most of the years. Maybe this is a year that Cincinnati takes maybe a slight step back. Um, I mean, we, we I thought that we were going to see that last year coming off the Super Bowl loss, but they continue to motor on with with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins and those guys. So, but I'm with you. I if I got to give out a long shot, I'm going to go uh, Pittsburgh five to one. Um, J. Mark, come Thursday night, they're picking at seventeen. You, you got them going defense, correct? Yeah, I have them taking the cornerback out of Penn State. That way, he sticks around the same area, kind of too. Um, Pittsburgh kid, Joey Porter Jr. And his dad played for the Steelers as well. So um yeah. just thought it'd and be coached. And yeah, so I thought that would be a nice um if he got there. There's a lot of talk that they might try to move up in the draft. Um, I don't necessarily know who they would be targeting. Um, I've heard offensive line, I've heard Jalen Carter, and a lot of uh, talk that they might target that Bears pick um at nine. Now as much as I want the Bears to pick within the top 10, if for whatever reason we could get the Pittsburgh Steelers 17th and our 32nd back, I'd be all for it. Just because I think adding more pieces to our team is better than picking within the top 10. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do decide to move up or or what they do there. But, yeah, defense, cornerback, or maybe offensive tackle. But I have them waiting on offensive tackle till that that 32nd pick. Yeah, and and in free agency they bring over Patrick Peterson, um, the vet. I mean, we 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 touch on it too with with Pittsburgh that when they have JJ Watt or sorry TJ Watt, um, JJ Watt is his <laughs> One older of the brother. Yeah, Watt. <laughs> yeah, they both have something in common. They can rush the passer. When Watt's healthy, that defense is a whole different unit. And yeah. um, 
screwing up that secondary or sorry, tightening up that secondary on the back end with, with that pass rush and that good defensive line will just uh, make this defense even better. It seems like though with Pittsburgh, they always have offensive line questions headed into the year for some reason, maybe just big Ben um, erased a lot of those question marks with the way that he could just take hit after hit after hit and just continue to battle. But, uh, I, I thought their offensive line wasn't horrible last year. I thought that they kept Kenny Pickett for the most part upright, healthy, but they mm-hmm. got to be able to run the ball better with Najee Harris. You talked about it. We thought that he was going to have a huge year, and he, he he just did not live up to our expectations. Yep, absolutely. Shark Quinn said some books have Pitt at plus 650. He also thinks Cincinnati wins the division, but there's definitely value there on Pittsburgh. I, I don't mind sprinkling a little bit on Pittsburgh because I trust them more than the Browns and – I might even trust them a little bit more than the Ravens, depending how this drama that happens all offseason affects them. Well, I, I think that's a great point is, yeah, probably we we already t- talked about it. Like Cleveland probably has the better roster than Pittsburgh top to bottom. But with the baggage, the distractions, it seems like the same thing's going on in Baltimore. I'll take Tomlin and that culture over these two teams or the two teams that we just talked about uh, to challenge uh, Cincinnati in the division. So, hey, but hundred yeah, percent. But before we uh, go into Baltimore and Cincinnati to wrap this division up in the AFC North, got to get this paid one more time. And we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than at Underdog Fantasy? Besides the daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with guaranteed half-million prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the NFL Draft Props Contest. Part of SGPN's Draft Week is holding a free NFL Drop NFL Draft Props Contest exclusively for members in our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And I might say there are some nice shirts in that uh, SGPN merch store, including an old-fashioned football T-shirt. So go check out the old-fashioned football. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, let's move along in this slate, Jay Mark, and we're going to go to the Baltimore Ravens who come off 10-7, and wild card, but none of that shit matters. The only thing that matters (laughs) right now is who's going to be quarterback, Lamar Jackson or somebody else. What is your take on these Baltimore Ravens? And what, what years Harbaugh and Harbaugh and, and, and Tomlin have been there forever. I mean, what are they in their 16th, 17th years? It feels like it. Um, I'm not yeah. sure how many years for sure, but it definitely feels like it. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Lamar situation, um, I don't know. I mean, they went out and they got Odell Beckham, which apparently was one of his demands. That's one of the things that's starting to really rub me the wrong way. These quarterbacks and their demands of, oh, yeah. I want to play with this player. But I would think as an offensive lineman, that's getting paid. Let's let's just say five six million a year. My quarterback's turning down two hundred million and saying he wants more or a trade. Like that makes me want to block for him a little bit less for some reason. I think <laughs> you start to um, kind of create some disdain there. You would think because you're putting yourself above the team. I feel like 
if you're turning down that kind of cash, which was guaranteed, had injury guarantees, you're putting yourself above. Um, so that's interesting to me. Very, very interesting um, to me as well. I mean, uh, I think especially for a guy that depends on his offensive line as much as Lamar does with the yeah. uh, blocking scheme, the way that they want to run the ball and pose their will on teams. I think I think the Lamar thing is really rubbed. I, I John Harbaugh is saying all the right things. He's back at his quarterback. He's loyal to Lamar because took a shot on him in the draft, and and they've revamped their whole offense since they took Lamar in the draft years ago. But I mean, look, we're seeing it. We saw it in Green Bay. If at some point it, it gets a little bit old, it's like, hey man, yeah. if he doesn't want to be here, we just got to move move the hell on. Like it's yeah. it, at some point, it's like it, we we keep um, bending to these this guy's demands. It's he's going to have us hostage. Yes, Lamar is a great player. But two things can be true. Lamar is a great player. Lamar's also missed a lot of meaningful football games in the last couple of years, and he's not getting any younger and healthier anytime soon. Yep. No, agreed. Um, so, yeah, that that's something definitely to monitor. I, I think they start slow. I think there's just been too much drama, mm -hmm. and it kind of creates some dysfunction on the team. Something kind of interesting to think about, and a, a Georgia fan actually brought this up to me. We talked about it with Colby Dant on the Old Fashioned Football Podcast when he was a guest. But, um, you know, Todd Monken, Georgia's uh, former offensive coordinator, is now the Ravens' offensive coordinator. And this Georgia fan thought that they might be taking Stetson Bennett in the fifth or sixth round as some insurance to Lamar Jackson. I mean, he had Stetson Bennett looking very efficient. And um, it's kind of an interesting theory to think about, uh, you know, because Georgia was a powerhouse and Bennett, as much as he got shit on, especially his senior year, he looked really good. So um, keep an eye on that. See if it happens. And if it does, the offensive coordinator might be favoring him a little bit, being like, we don't need to pay this guy $200 million. I can make it work with this other guy. But uh, yeah. Yeah. go ahead. I was saying uh, in your mock, they have the 22nd pick. You do have them going with the Georgia Bulldog, but on the defensive yeah. side. Yep. Nolan Smith, I think he fits their defensive scheme very well. Um, and so, yeah, I think that helps elevate them, have them taken some defensive pieces, but also some offensive pieces. It was hard not to keep throwing Georgia players on this team. I, I'm sure the <laughs> offensive coordinator doesn't have that much pull, but uh, it was fun to at least think about. Um, yeah, I, I'm not trusting this team this year. Do I think they're going to be better than the Browns? Yeah. Do I think they're going to be better than the Bengals? No way. Um, I, I just I wouldn't put future money on them, uh, whether it was wins or the division winner, because I just don't know what we're going to get. I just don't know how much Lamar's going to do with all this drama and how that team's going to function. Yeah, and uh, looking, got Lamar's games missed. He's played 12 games in each of the last couple of years. We kind of seen these guys that like to run um, or such that are such effective runners, I should say. They they wear down physically. I mean, the NFL is a physical league, and and <laughs> shout out to Shark Quinn in the chat. Drafting sets of Bennett would be a bigger mistake than my first marriage. So, hey, hopefully you find love on your next marriage, uh, Shark Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I... Uh, I think too, like with, with your with you have them selected multiple Georgia players uh, because of the offensive coordinator. Whether you coach to Georgia or Alabama, <laughs> I think it's a safe bet to take uh, Georgia or Alabama in the draft every single year. 
Right. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> they, they only play in the national championship. One of them, if not both of them. So yeah, yeah. Sab- Saban and smart, they got, they got the, they just have such a gold mine of talent in, in Athens and Tuscaloosa. That's not slowing up anytime soon. I think the Ravens could finish last in this division. I yeah. think they, I, I mistake. I might be mistaken here. I think they did two years ago. If not, Cleveland was seven and ten, and Baltimore was eight and nine. I know Baltimore two years ago was eight and three, then lost all their games because Lamar wasn't healthy. Um, but you mentioned it. We like to fade these teams with all these offseason distractions. We, we just saw with Green Bay. I mean, Green yeah. Bay distractions with Rodgers not being available, young guys around him, no. Uh, no chemistry coming out of training camp and you get off to a slow start next, you know, you're three and five, three and six. And in the AFC, you can't get off to a start like that or you'll get buried. Yeah, for sure. So J Mark and I, uh, I think it's safe to say we are not going to take a stab plus or three to one on the Baltimore Ravens. I will hard pass on that. I don't see them winning the division this year. Um, It'll be interesting though. Uh, Let's move along team. That's won it. Back-to-back years, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, man, Bengals fans are on cloud nine. We're talking, <laughs> we're shitting on the Ravens. We're shitting on the Browns. And we said the Steelers could be good, but we don't know. One team, I think it's safe to say that they're going to be pretty good. The Cincinnati Bengals, and that's because of Joe yeah. Burrow and Jamar Chase and that offense. Um, what are your thoughts on these Bengals? Can they get back to a third straight AFC Championship? And they don't have a lot of draft capital, but you know what? They've kind of don't need it right now. They they're they got they got all their pieces. They're they're fitting right in with Kansas City's and the Buffaloes of the league. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they don't need a lot. Um, adding anything is just is for improvement. It's not really yep. because of a, a yeah. It's not because of a need. It's just depth and improvement. Um, this team is good. Whether they make the championship again, it's hard to say because Buffalo and Kansas City have to be in that conversation as well. But um, the Bengals just they've been better than I expected them to be the past two years, and they seem to be getting better. So I definitely think it's a possibility that they they end up back in that championship and maybe even the Super Bowl, though. I I keep I'm kind of a closet Bills fan. I like the Bears, obviously, but in the AFC, if I had to pick a team, it's the Bills. So big Josh Allen fan. So I I hope they can uh, get over that hump this year and get in the Super Bowl. But I guess we'll see. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel like I like taking teams the year after they were hyped. Buffalo just had so much hype it coming did, into yeah. this year, like by far the odds-on favorite to win it. Maybe this is a good spot for Buffalo. Go check out the AFC East uh, episode coming out here soon. But for Cincinnati, who dominated the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, completely just punked them start to finish with multiple offensive line guys out with injuries. I, I was shocked. I, I think we we did the preview on it and we're like, I, I just don't see how they can win in the trenches against Buffalo in the snow, but uh shark Quinn, right, right in the chat, right on cue. The, not yep. only do the Bengals get healthy on the offensive line, they also go out and sign offensive tackle Orlando Brown jr. So investing finally in that offensive line, even more to protect Joe Burrow, this team, it's hard to, pick holes at this team this team's got a little bit of everything maybe they could be a little more consistent defensively but we've said that going into the playoffs the last couple of years that we didn't really trust their defense but their defense has really showed up in the playoffs in the crunch time yeah they really have um the only thing i can really f- flaw them on is the kind of the joe mix and drama on whether yeah. he's gonna stick around but 
the thing about that is this draft is so deep in running back, in my opinion. I mean, you could take a running back in the fourth or fifth and still get a guy who's going to contribute and show up. So I don't think that's a big concern. I think if they really feel like Mixon's not going to show up and give it all, they can easily find somebody who will. So whether that's a that's not really a concern of mine as far as, you know, gambling on the Bengals fantasy football wise, if I put on my fantasy football hat, yeah, it's a concern. But as far as picking their win total, thinking that they're going to be right in the mix, it's not. I think this team is solid and uh, I think they're you know poised for another good year. Yeah, and, and looking at the mock draft, they don't pick till the third round, and you have them. Uh, oh, did Colby make you uh, pick this pick here in the third round with uh, East Carolina running back Keaton Mitchell uh, going to the Cincinnati Bengals? No, he didn't, but I do have that. I they uh, they pick in the first though. Did I miss that? Maybe, Maybe. my computer's acting up. Yeah, that's why you're here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, in check. I'm fake news. Yep. There yeah, they are. They're 28. <laughs> yeah. You got to go in tight end. So, uh, yeah. Luke Musgrave, uh, from Oregon state. So yeah, yeah no, I think, go ahead. Break I was just say, I think, you know, with a guy like Jamar chase, um, T Higgins and even Tyler Boyd, you had another dynamic offensive playmaker like Musgrave is going to make this team even more unstoppable. Maybe it doesn't matter if they have Mixon or not when they have those three, yeah. those four guys that they could throw to. Um, so yeah, he, he's a good blocker too. He's decent at blocking. So I like that pick for him to kind of shore up their tight end. That's maybe one area where they could be better. Um, you know, they did, they did sign Irv Smith, who I think has good potential but getting a young tight end in there might be a big, big move for him. Yeah. And they also pick in the second round. So I'm not really sure why my uh, computer was saying that they only picked third. So yeah, thanks for keeping me in check. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I think going tight end would be great in, in giving Burrow another weapon uh, pack 12 after dark with Oregon state. Uh, I, I caught a couple Beaver games with Musgrave. He was really good in the USC game. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because Oregon State was a sneaky good team out of the Pac-12 this year, and he was a big reason why. Yep, agreed. Do you like the Bengals plus 125 in the division? Uh, yeah, I think getting plus money on them is a little silly. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I don't disagree. It's kind of – I don't want to jump the gun and say we start treating them like New England back in the day in Kansas City now, but they they got the quarterback that's, that's somewhat on that level, so – I think if you're going to make a play, you got to go with uh, the best quarterback in the division by far. I'll go Joe Burrow as well. So we're we're both on the Bengals to make it three in a row in the AFC North. Um, Let's do over-unders because the chat was asking before we get up. Real quick, it's crazy to me that the Chiefs are minus 150 when they have, you know, the Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I I feel like the Bengals should be just as much of favorites in in their division. so yeah, the fact that they're getting plus money, I'm jumping all over that. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. And and looking, what's what is Buffalo in the East? Just compare plus one thirty. So, so I guess Buffalo and Cincinnati are kind of being treated equally. Maybe because neither division has a weak team. I mean, New England and Pittsburgh are the odds on bad teams in the division, which is crazy because those two <laughs> teams have dominated the last twenty years in the AFC. Compared to Vegas, who's kind of going to be in rebuild mode, getting rid of Derek Carr with Jimmy G uh, and, and McDaniels. And then we just don't know about Denver with with uh, 
with Russ with, with Sean Payton. So how about how about the other team in the AFC? You missed this episode yesterday. Rod and I did it. Uh, Jacksonville being minus one fifty to win the South. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I mean, it, if you think about the quarterback situation, they're the only one that really have Has a solidified <laughs> quarter. Yeah, solidified quarterback. Um, really interesting. If you take Buffalo, Casey, Jacksonville, and the Bengals, who I I feel fairly confident on. Yeah. Um, and you parlay that, you get thirteen to one odds. I kind of like that. So basically repeating the four from last year yeah 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 all right so there we go there's a 13 to 1 parlay in uh in april the only downside is you're gonna have your money uh tied up for eight months yeah that's all right i'm doing it right now (laughs) let's let's go (laughs) but it's like it's it's like you said like it's gonna be like january the 10th we'll be ready to preview some playoff games and you're like hey where'd this couple hundred bucks come from in my <laughs> exactly depending on how much you put it it'd be like oh yeah that was my parlay i gave out on april the 25th so <laughs> yeah the, it's uh all right let's talk out these uh over unders we'll start with the team that we talked about is in the basement i got the browns over under nine and a nine and a half um but uh, Sharkwin, Sharkwin, uh, Shark was right. Where if you want it minus one fifteen on both sides, it's at nine. Over under nine. I feel like nine is <laughs> nine is the number. Yeah, I don't think they win more than nine games. That's for sure. So yeah, it, either this ends in a push or you go under. So I, I would take under because at the worst case scenario, I guess it depends on your book. But at nine, worst case scenario, your push gets you your money back. Um, I would try to find it at nine and a half, take that and go under because I, I don't see them winning more than nine games. The only thing that I would like if I'm Cleveland is having the last place schedule be because then you look around in the league. Who else is who else are you playing? You're playing the Houston Texans. Um, sorry, Moonoff. And in the West, you're you're <laughs> playing the Denver Broncos. And then in the East, you're playing um, well, I guess you're playing the Jets, which yeah. all of a sudden isn't a team that you really <laughs> want to play. Not they have Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, I and then you get paired with an NFC team. I don't know who's paired. I'd I'd have to do a deeper dive and we'll we'll have the schedule out here in a couple of weeks. But maybe the Browns, maybe I'm with you though. Nine and eight. I'm not going over nine wins with Sean Watson. Too much uncertainty. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's uh, move along to Pittsburgh. I think we're both going to be on the same side. I'm seeing over under eight and a half. I will make this quick. I will go over. Tomlin will not have a losing season once again. Agreed. Even if we're sweating it in the very last game. It's, oh yeah, he's not going to have a losing season. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to run away with this. I mean, if yep. they win this division, it would be at ten and seven or something. I think I could see Tomlin going eight eight and one, and us going under, but him <laughs> still not having a uh, losing season. But he's not going to have a losing season. So as long as they don't tie a game, we're going to go over. Yep, agreed. All right, Baltimore with the uncertainty of Lamar Jackson over under nine and a half. I'll let you take this. I think we're both going to be on the same side here as well. Yeah, I'm going under. I'm not putting any faith in this team this year. I agree. Yeah. Even if he does play, I I think eight and nine, eight and nine, maybe nine and eight. I think it's a 500 team. I just don't trust uh, Baltimore. You also don't know if he's going to stay healthy if he does start the year and he's quote unquote happy and and (laughs) amends are made. I mean, we haven't seen him finish a year since uh, 2020. 
That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Even if he is healthy and they start winning some games, staying healthy is another thing, and he's not been able to do that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, All right, the finale. We got the Cincinnati Bengals. This is an interesting one. Over under 11 and a half. I'm looking at what the Bengals. The Bengals were 12 and five last year, correct? I believe that's correct. Or 12 and four. They they, they had the game canceled. Remember with uh, DeMar Hamlin? So they only put, yeah. So they were 12 and four. A year before that, 10 and seven. They stay over this? I think so. Um, I know that game was very early on that DeMar Hamlin game, but it looked like they already had Buffalo with their backs against the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I like, I like the over, I think this team is going to continue to be a dominant football team and that offense, even if their defense doesn't show up every game, that offense can keep up with any other offense. In my opinion, man, this is a hard one for me. Yeah, because I could see them. I could see them going under and being eleven and six. There's some non-division schedule for you: Houston, Indianapolis, Rams, Seattle, yeah. Arizona, and Tennessee. So they play the NFC West, which is relatively soft outside mm-hmm. of uh, San Francisco. Seattle, yep. Seattle's feisty. Um, they play the AFC South, which is who you want to play because that division's god awful. I mean, they have like three teams in the top ten in the draft. Um, I mean, anytime the Jacksonville's minus one fifty in your division, you know your division's awful. <laughs> right. <laughs> the fact that Jacksonville and Kansas City are the same odds is uh it tells you everything you need to know about the AFC South. Yeah. Uh Chicago would win that division. Let's go. Um <laughs> Chicago's gonna win their own division. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'll go over. I'll go twelve and five. Yeah. They they got they they got over um, eleven and a half last year, even with playing one less game. I think the culture's good there, and they got yeah. Joe Burrow. As long as Burrow, they invest in the offensive line. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I'll do the three Pete. Um, I think this one, this is a good one because I felt like we talked about this going into the uh, playoffs last year is Buffalo and Kansas City were so much higher than everybody else with the odds, and we said uh, Cincinnati was a good value, and they were. I mean, they they lost on a field goal uh, yeah. to Kansas City for the second straight year. I see currently, to win the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals plus 450. I see, oh, man, where is everybody? Baltimore Ravens are 15-1. to one, Cleveland Browns 17-1. to one, Pittsburgh 20-1. to one. Obviously, Cincinnati's not a bad play at all. They're plus four fifty. Anybody else in the AFC? No, I don't think so. Another bet I kind of like though: Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs plus yes. one thirty-five for yes. Yep, yep. I I like that one as well. Um, I was ju- I was just thinking that because like we talked about, like Tomlin's going to have them at nine and eight, maybe yep. ten and seven if things bounce their way. So yeah, I like plus one thirty-five. Um, what about Baltimore to miss the playoffs? Um, of course, I'm my... seeing Baltimore to miss the playoffs. It's even both ways, minus one ten. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I prefer to get plus money, but I don't mind putting a little. I actually, I think since it's not plus money, I wouldn't tie my money up in it. But um, yeah, picking no on that would be the the play. I think. How about Cleveland is not plus money to make the playoffs? They're minus 105 to make the playoffs, minus 120 to miss it. That's crazy. They, they <laughs> like crazy. they like they like Watson. 
I don't they know liked why. Them all, they liked them all last year, too. So, yeah, yeah. no, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm with you. I, I can't see any of these teams winning the AFC because you got to have an elite guy to beat Mahomes and Allen and even Burrow now. I mean, it's to, to beat these guys. And throw Trevor Lawrence in there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence yeah. is as hot as anybody. Justin Herbert. These quarterbacks are so damn good in the AFC. Aaron Rodgers is now in the AFC as well. Uh, who's even left in the NFC? Hurts? Justin Fields. Yeah. <laughs> Heineke in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sam Howell. And Sam the, Howell. <laughs> Heineke Howell in the NFC Championship. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's wild. Uh, Super Bowl, if the Cincinnati Bengals can finally get over the hump there, plus 850. I, I like that. Wish, yeah, I wish they were 10 to 1. Yeah. How about the Jets are the six best odds now? Rodgers. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Green Bay Packers are 50 to 1. They haven't dropped them below you yet. He, Rodgers has not been able to get past the NFC recently to get into the Super Bowl. How's he going to get past the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs? I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Just not seeing it. Jags. The Jags. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, that's my team. Go check out the AFC South preview. I may have given out the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl or AFC South. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Trevor Lord did uh, Doug Peterson. That's my team. That was our team last year at the midway point when we gave out yeah. Jacksonville to win the South 16 to one. Yep. Yep. So yeah, no, we're, we're loyal to those guys. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> that will conclude the AFC North and, That'll be our final division preview. Like I said, Scott and the, and the guys will have uh, the AFC East, and then we will do a version of mock drafts. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe and like so you have these notifications so you can check out all of J. Mark's work on the website with the mock drafts and, and all the other good work at the Old Fashioned Football. J. Mark, before we get out of here, tell everybody where to find you, man. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at J. Mark Football. Follow Old Fashioned Football at Old Fashioned FB. Our contest ends in April. We win a free T-shirt and some some whiskey. So make sure you uh, check that out to see how to get entered. Who doesn't like whiskey? I like whiskey. I, I'm ready <laughs> right. to have a glass of whiskey myself right now. So yeah, go go like, subscribe, Old Fashioned Football, XFL, USFL, all the football channels. Football is year-round. It's a culture. So, uh, yeah, no, that's all I got. At Moneyline underscore Mac. And, uh, Jay Mark, you got any last words before we get up on out of here? Um, no. Let's go Bengals. <laughs> hey, you switch it up for the Bears. And don't forget to <laughs> let it ride.